Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets, for the first time in 15 years, are champions of the National League. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. The fun part for me of doing this job is talking to you guys. And I understand that all the listeners do not call. Uh, I just got distracted. I'm sorry. I saw a picture of Josh Allen's girlfriend. Uh, The fun part to me is is the post tweeted it out. That's why I was not like searching the Instagram or anything like that. I love talking to you guys about it. Good or bad. Success or fail. We're supposed to be talking about the Giants game. I mean, really anything else that's on your mind. On the overnight, anything goes. If this were a day part, we talk about the Giants, we keep it to that, then we move on eventually to whatever the topic is the next day. Here, on the overnight, we talk about everything. You want to talk about the Rangers? Sure. You want to talk about the Knicks? Sure. A little baseball, Mets, Yankees? Sure. But obviously the Giants and Divisional Round Weekend are front and center, and we'll look ahead to the championship weekend throughout the course of this week as well. I know we're hitting the slow time for sports, but... There's always something going on. And I'm telling you, before you know it, pitchers and catchers report. And doesn't that get you excited? Whether you're a Yankee fan, whether you're a Met fan, with the expectations of both those teams. And one thing I was thinking about, maybe we could touch on this a little bit later on too. Off of the, And we did this on the Baseball Night New York show yesterday on SNY. Off of the Giants season that had no expectations, but very good results where, by my account, it was a great season. Would you rather have low expectations going into a season or the highest of expectations? Because I've rooted for teams that have had both at times. I'm sure we all have. And it is, you know, like the Yankees in 2017. That is as sweet a season as you can have without winning at all. Zero expectations. You go to Game 7 of the ALCS. The expectations this year for the Mets off of a 101-win season is going to be World Series or bust, essentially. Obviously, it's been like that for the Yankees forever outside of 2017. But even in a rebuilding year, they take it to Game 7 of the ALCS, which is just remarkable. But the Giants now, you know, going into this year, no expectations. And it's fun because you get a chance to exceed the expectations. When you have the loftiest of expectations, there's a much bigger window for disappointment. Something to think about. 877-337-6666. Eddie is calling from the Bronx. Good morning, Eddie. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, huge Giants fan here. Um, there were some things that I actually, I guess one of the things that being a Giants fan is the Eagles. I hate them more than anybody, and they just, it just confirms just why I hate them so much. Understood. But, but, you know, I guess, you know, it, it's a good thing from a standpoint of it, it was like a litmus test and to let you know exactly where, where where you stand. But also, somebody brought up a point um, about a week or two ago and talking about Daniel Jones. And if this is as good as he's going to be or maybe he can be better, the big problem was is if this is it, Dable was hired too late or he developed too late. Because now you're going to have to pay him. And that screws up the salary cap a little bit with right. him and Barkley. 
And that's huge because now it's like, what's the alternative? I mean, technically he's, I mean, people will say, you know, I think we all got, we became prisoners in a moment. And since we as Giants fans haven't seen winning in a long time, this, this is kind of like, it feels good. You know, the taste is very good in your mouth and Mm -hmm. it makes you feel like it's good, but it was, it was a fun season. It really was. But and it shows you that Dable is a hell of a coach. But um, it's like where do you go from here? I, if they did not bring Barkley back nor Daniel Jones, I'm fine with that because I, I think you're literally taking two steps backwards. Because now, literally, let's be honest, as a Giants fan, this was the first time Barkley and Daniel Jones were both healthy the entire season. Mm-hmm. Can we count on that next year? I don't. I doubt it. No, probably not. But but let me ask you this way. And I get what you're saying about Barkley. Actually, I get what you're saying about both players. But Daniel Jones is not going anywhere. Let's just say that you decided to move on from Daniel Jones. Where the hell are you going? You're going to start that's over the, and draft. You're going to draft the rookie quarterback. That's, that's the dilemma because now you have cap room, and in order to get a quarterback that you want, you're going to have to give up draft capital. Because and that's going to push you back even further. So it's almost like it's it was a. This is why sometimes people say, "How could you be a Giants fan sometimes and you root for them to lose um, when they're technically out of it?" I said because I want a higher draft pick, and people say, "You're not you're not a fan because of that." I'm like, well, yeah, well, you, know, you can't you can't root for them to lose. I mean, and I no. think this this year, Eddie, and thank you for the call. I appreciate you checking in. This year was a great, fun year. You'd rather have them tank? What are you, crazy? Think about all the memories and moments that they gave you this year. That is what it should be about. That is what sports are about. I know ultimately you want to win Super Bowls, but if you're a sports fan who only enjoys your team winning a championship, you're doing yourself a major disservice as a fan because the majority of being a sports fan is losing even if even for the almighty Yankees even for the New York Giants which are the two winningest franchises that this town has the last time the Giants won a Super Bowl and won a playoff game prior to this year was 2011 the last time the Yankees were in a World Series was 2009 that is a long time to go without enjoying seasons which is why I do think as fans you have to enjoy the good in every season. Obviously, with the high expectations and the Yankees set the standard, it's going to be disappointing. You know, coming off of the 90s dynasty, it's not even a 90s dynasty, 90s, you know, maybe they didn't win as many World Series in you know, the 2000s, but still winning the 2000 World Series, getting to the World Series, you know, the year after that, 2003, obviously winning the World Series in 2009 again. They had a successful decade then. After that, they have not, the last decade has not been a very successful as far as World Series appearances or wins goes for the Yankees. And for that franchise that has set the standard, it's disappointing. But for the Giants, who, like I said, I mean, didn't make the playoffs in, what, five or six years, whatever it was, since the uh, uh, Ben McAdoofus for, you know, first year. 2015 season to get to the postseason and win a playoff game, that's a success. And they found their quarterback in Daniel Jones. That's a good thing. Why would you want to, like, at some point, you can't just do everything on rookie contracts. At some point, you're going to have to pay some people. I understand what you're saying. The timeline got screwed up. But Best case scenario was that Daniel Jones was going to be a good quarterback after four years anyway. You're going to have to pay him one way or another. What would have been worse is if they didn't bring Dable in at all, or if they let Daniel Jones go, then what? Then who would have been their quarterback? What, Teddy Bridgewater? Jimmy Garoppolo? Rather have Daniel Jones. Look at what the Cowboys did. They're paying Dak Prescott a ton of money, and he's not that good. Giants are lucky that they have a solid quarterback with the right coach. And they're going to have to pay him, but I also believe they got the right guy that is not going to be taking every last cent to the detriment of the rest of the team. 
Antonio's calling from Manhattan. What's up, Antonio? Hey, what's up, sir? How you doing, man? Good, Antonio. How are you? Good, good, man. Um, yeah, one thing before I get to my main point, I think the Mets are going to win 103 games. I think they're going to because they're going to they have that sour that sour taste in the mouth because of what happened. So I think they're going to be like really motivated to win. I think they're going to. I know. I know it's hard to you know to win back to back 100 and mm. more than 100 games. So I think they're going to do it because they're because of what happened. Uh, how the yeah, season I mean, ended. I, I'd love to see it. I would bet the under on that number right now. I think they'll win in the high 90s. To your point, Antonio, hard to win over 100 games. I'd rather win the division at 98 or 99 wins and then have them go out there and have a successful postseason. The 101 wins or whatever doesn't matter to me. Yes, I know. As you were saying. So, yeah, so if I get to my main point, uh, basically, you know, I've been having some problems with my rotator cuff. Like, I have an injury, so I've been having a lot of pain. But, you know, but I finally got to heaven. Finally got to heaven on Saturday evening. I'm a Jets fan. And that was like I not, I now know what heaven is now, like that was beautiful. And then not only that, I'm 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 thinking about you because I, I listen to you a lot, and you always talking about the look. The Giants are not that good. The Giants are not that good. The Giants are not that good. You've been saying that for like mm-hmm. forever, right? Uh, and then like to see that game, that was heaven, man. Like all the pain went away. Like the pain that I have on my shoulder. It went away, man. Like I'm telling you, it went away, man. And then I was thinking about this this caller, uh, the guy that has a very distinctive New York uh, accent. Yeah, Brett he's, he's been calling. Yeah, he's been calling the fan like for. I think he must be like 200 years old. He's been calling like for like. Oh, you talking about years. Bob? Are you talking about Bob and Bayside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He has a very distinctive voice. He likes Frank Sinatra. I know, but I've been listening to mm-hmm. the fan for a long time. But he's like Bob he's like and Bayside and, and Bob and Bayside and Brett on Long Island are the two biggest giant. Um, yeah, yeah. He's always been. He, I don't want to say homers, but like, right, he, they get on like, me the most. Har- right. Like he's always harassing you about Daniel Jones. Oh, he's great. No, I look he's forward to hearing. Yeah, I look forward to hearing from both of them today. Yeah, they're not showing up. See, none, none of them. Are showing I think up. they then will. I, wrote to I you, think they I wrote will. To you. Bob has faced his music. Bob. Oh, you got me on Twitter. You were one of those guys. I saw that. I think. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you on Twitter. I wrote. I wrote you on Twitter. I said like, man, these guys. Where are the Giants fans, man? Like, I'm telling you, man. Like, I, I need. You know what I want now? Next year, I want the Giants to get to the basically to a championship game. And again, face the Eagles and then lose forty. Now, why do you why like, do you hate the that, Giants so much, Antonio? No, no, because I, I like because they think they're better than what they really are. And what That's team do you, you root for? Have to be realistic. It, no, it's like you're saying. Look, you well, have right, to you be, be realistic. realistic. Just curious, what fan, team? What know? team do you root for? No, I root for the for the Mets, uh, the Giants, and the Knicks, basically. So you're, so, you're a Giants. Um, you're a Giants fan. No, no, I was never a Giants fan. I was a Jet fan. You said, didn't Jet you just fan. say the Mets, was, Giants, and Knicks? Who, who do you root for? Oh, no, Jets. no, 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 no. I said, no, I said, no, I said, uh, sorry, you know, let me say, I say uh, Mets, Giants, uh, sorry, uh, Jets, and and, uh, okay, yeah. and, the, and and the Knicks. I got you. Yeah, okay. yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, but the the thing is, like you all, you've been saying all this time, you have to be realistic as a fan. For example, I'm very realistic about the Knicks. The Knicks are a very bad team right now. The Jets are a horrible team. So I'm realistic about that. I face facts in life. You know, you have to really be, you know, you, in order for you to get ahead of life, you know, you have to be, you have to be true to yourself. You have to, well, you, gotta, yourself, you gotta be realistic. I always respect the realistic fan. And thank you for the call, Antonio. I appreciate listening and following on Twitter and all that stuff and, and taking the time to give a call. But and look, I respect the realistic fans and I, I that's how I've always been, but I understand going into a postseason game where you want to let that realistic part of your fandom go so you can try and enjoy the game and hope that you can win. It's sports. Anything could happen. But the Giant fan at times, because of 2007 and because of 2011 probably, feels like, I mean, you even had Michael Strahan doing it, Peter Schrager doing it on NFL Network. Like, it wasn't just a Giant fan. People were starting to really believe that this team could catch the Eagles. Now, I do think that the Giants had the momentum going in. I talked about that last week. It was it was obvious off of the Minnesota game. And there were some unknowns that made it at least possible to think about the Giants maybe winning that game. 
where we weren't sure about Jalen Hurts, uh, Lane Johnson. You weren't sure about the Eagles coming off the bye week. There were some unknowns there. The reality was, with or without the spread, forget that. Talking about just winning the game. I never thought the Giants would win the game. I couldn't realistically see them in the NFC Championship game. There's no chance. They weren't that good. That was the point. All year long, they weren't that good. Well, it took to the divisional round, which is saying something. You got to give them credit. But they showed their true colors. They're not that good. They had a great season. They exceeded all expectations. They overachieved. But ultimately, they're not that good. Where some fans are talking about them like they were a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And they were not. That's all. But I can't knock fans for being excited or hopeful about that one game. But the reality is that you had to know better going in. That it in all likelihood, wasn't going to result in a win. Whether you thought they could keep it close, maybe a different story. Unlikely that they were coming out of there with a win, and obviously they got blown out. It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number of calls. Just talking about what fleagues during the break. The extension for Daniel Jones for the Giants is going to be an issue here. Now, I would be surprised if Daniel Jones gets more than $30 million a year. I could be way off on that. Fleagues is saying he thinks minimum $35 million a year. You know, that's a quarterback. That's a going rate right now for a decent quarterback. But what it does is prevent you, obviously, from building up the rest of the team. So if you're paying... A quarterback, $40 million per year, obviously you're going to be limited at what you could do in other areas. If you're paying a quarterback like Daniel Jones over $35 million a year, now you're in trouble. That's where, See, to me, if they could get him $30 million a year around there, I, can't, I mean, $35 million a year for Jones, I just don't see it. Yeah, Fleeks, what do you got? You got some numbers on these guys and what they're making here, the current guys? Yeah, well, so like, tell me what kind of quarterback you think Daniel Jones is in the class of, and I'll give you his contract. Well, just compare it to, give me Dak's contract. for I know it's a bad one, but... Dak's making 40 a year. 40 million a year. Okay, I, actually, so. I don't think that's a bad one. I think you could look at maybe two guys, and Giants fans might get offended by one of the names, but a guy like Dak, would you say Kirk Cousins is a fair comparison? Yeah, I guess. 35. Yeah, see, I'd rather have Jones even than Cousins just because I know Cousins. But I'm just saying, Cousins, because yeah, right, Cousins already got that, that's going to be the bare minimum that Daniel Jones and his agent are looking for. What's Tannehill? 29-5. And that's a contract that was signed years ago. For a player who, yes, you might think Daniel Jones' ceiling is higher. The resume, what Tannehill had done with the Titans, was about the same, if not more impressive when he signed that deal than what Daniel Jones has accomplished with the what Giants. Is, what is Rodgers making? Uh, 50 and change. Holy cow. I don't know why. 50 million a year? What's Mahomes' deal? I know he got that mega deal, but then he 45. Made... Okay. But it's extended for however many years. Right. Like he got, he has a decade left on it almost. And what about Allen? His extension kicks when in. When it kicks in, $43 million for next year. <sighs> so the Bills are going to have problems building their team next year. Yeah. Well, that's part of why the Bills kind of went all in this year, knowing this was their last year to fill around the rest of that roster before Josh Allen was making that much money. And these are these are the average values for the rest of the contract. So Josh Allen, it might be a little bit less next year, but he's owed $43 million a year the rest of the way. So what are we looking at, like the worst quarterback situation in the league? Like not not an actual starter. Well, somebody who's, somebody who's signed a second contract, excluding Brady because what he, you yeah. know, he signs for less sometimes. Tannehill is the cheapest at twenty nine five. Matt Ryan, which I mean, how long he's, ago he was, was that deal huge signed? Money, yeah, thirty, which was huge at the time. Carson Wentz is making thirty two million dollars a year. Jared oh. Goff thirty three point five. Oh. Cousins thirty five. There's a better chance Daniel Jones hits forty than then he is below thirty six. You see, and then to me, you start getting in that realm there. Now you're that's where you get in trouble. He's not. He's 
I mean, if those guys are getting it, I guess he's worth it. But, man, imagine having to pay him that and then be limited in other areas. They well, because figure- you might say those guys are worth it. What is something they all have in common? All those quarterbacks? What, they, they've lost? I mean, they, they, they yeah, haven't right. won. Yeah, right. They haven't, they haven't won anything. That's the only the one on this list of guys who has won something is Matthew Stafford, who joined a very, very unique team. And where what is he making? They deci- 40. They kind of decided once the team was built, hey, we just need to swap out the quarterback and we can win with this group. The rest of the team was already there. It's, it's, like, it's almost how like Christian McCaffrey, when we talk about not paying a running back, yeah, the Niners did it this year, but they built such a great team around their quarterback and their running back and realized, all right, we still have some leftover money we because we're paying it. the rest of these guys nothing. Right. We can afford to fit in a Christian McCaffrey for a year or two. Bottom line, you have to draft well. It's as simple as that. You To, to sustain, sustain success in the NFL, you have to nail it in the draft. That's why John Lynch has done a great job. You know, we talk about the coach and system and all that stuff, but you you need to nail it in the draft. That's where Joe Shane is going to show what he's about, and it's too early to tell that. Right? Well, but you, and it means you're really going to have to wait another two or three years to find out what Joe Shane can really do in the draft because he doesn't have a ton of picks this year. He's picking late in the first round, late in every round right. this year. It's going to take a while for him to build up that kind of a roster, plus now paying the quarterback and maybe paying the last regime's running back. Yeah, and I I think that's why there's a good chance Barkley doesn't come back unless it's for a big discount. I don't even know if you could franchise him at this point. I, I mean, how could you do that? Knowing eventually you're going to have to pay him anyway. I mean, you can't just keep franchised. Anyway, it's a, it's a tricky spot. But I do trust Joe Shane. And I'd just be, I mean, man, Daniel Jones would be getting $35 million. Or forty million, and the cap's going up. What did they say? It's going to be two twenty something. So, yeah. I mean, it's Still. not that absurd. But again, if he makes forty, uh, that that's a lot. There's no way though you could tell me that Aaron Rodgers is only ten million dollars a year better than than Daniel Jones. That's the problem. Like the problem you're right is that there's not a big enough gap between the Rodgers, right, and Mahomes, Allen, and the rest of them. Yeah, right. But uh, you the- want to guess who the third highest AAV is for a quarterback? Who? Kyler Murray. Yeah, well, that's a horrible contract. You talk about a franchise that sunk themselves with that. They're going to have to get out from under. They're going to have to cut them. But here's the problem, and it's happening with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens right now. You need one stupid team to come in and mess up the deals like that, like the Browns did with Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson right. the two thirty million, forty six a year, all guaranteed, where the next quarterbacks are going to say, hey, he got pay that. me what I'm worth. And now Daniel Jones might be the exception where – he might not want to just say, you know what, I'll take top dollar and go play for one of these garbage franchises. So the Giants and their fans might get lucky there. But there's always a chance because he could look out and say, you know, there's a lot of desperate teams out there. The Commanders or the Colts or the Jets or one of these teams with bad ownership and that hasn't been to the playoffs in forever might throw a ton of money my way. I would bet, and we could have a little fun wager on this, I'm going to say he's going to go closer to 30 than he is 40. You would say over? I would say, I yeah, closer to 40 than 30. So our number would be, what, 35 over under? Right. I, I will would, say, and this is average annual value for whatever the... Right, con- right. I will say over, yes. Yeah, I'm going to go under that. Eight, and they better hope that it's under. 877-337-6666. Max is calling from Putnam County. What's up, Max? What's up, Scott? How you doing? I just had a couple points um, I wanted to touch on. Uh, a quick thing you said earlier. Um for baseball, I'd rather have high expectations going into the season. And for football, I'd rather have low expectations. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I haven't been alive long enough for them to uh, see them go to um, the NFC Championship. Wow. And, Young Cowboys fan. How did that happen? Uh, I mean, I grew up that way. Okay. Um, kind of grew up into it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, after, after yesterday, I'm ready for a change with Dak. And I wanted to pick your brain and see what what you could see fit, dude. What do you mean, ready for a change? He's not going anywhere. You're stuck with him. I know, him. I know. But his contract's done, though. What I'm saying, his, his contract's done in 2024. Honestly, we, forty million is a waste on him. So and you're gonna have to draft somebody. I mean, it's not like you're gonna go out there and get somebody in free agency. Right there, there are no great options. You have to draft one. I mean, if I'm the Cowboys and I'm looking at the end of the contract, is that one of the ends in 2024? Yeah, yeah, I believe 2024, yeah. Then if I'm the Cowboys, the, yeah, right, he signed a four-year, $160 million extension here I'm looking at now. 
If I'm the Cowboys, I look to go draft a quarterback. If not this year, then next year. I mean, that's the way out. You're not look. The, the chances are you could trade for one. You can uh, sign a free agent. They're not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be a guy that's going to be worth it. So I would meet. They're probably going to be signing him. I mean, Jerry loves him. I know, which is which is sickening. It's hard uh, to find a good quarterback, though. And you know, while we could pick apart Dak and making mistakes, it's not like you know he's close. And all it takes is one run where you put it all together and you play clean football games. They were close, but man, some of those throws in yesterday's game or in Sunday's game, very disheartening and very disappointing for uh, disappointing for guys making forty million a year. No, I know, I know, and like though one of the one of the things I was thinking is, I mean, I know it's I know it's still too early as contract. Still, we still got time on it, but I mean, even Seattle's got draft picks. Even trading for draft picks. I, but the problem is when you do that, what you're looking to do, and thanks for the call, Max. Appreciate you checking in. When you do that, you're now, I mean, you're rebuilding, but, and maybe expediting it by, you know, trying to, you know, get the draft picks in there. But you're saying clearly, we're not winning with this group. We're moving, we're trying to have a turnover year. No pun intended with Dak, but you're trying to turn the team over. This is Dak's team right now. Once you decide to move on from him, it's a rebuild. Finding a quarterback takes a while. Cooper Rush is not the answer. I I think now they're in too deep to where you have to ride it out here in the next two years and hope that he can get them over the hump. I mean, he's good enough to get them into the postseason, good enough to win a postseason game, but, like many other quarterbacks, there's going to be the question mark, can he get them over the hump? I also don't think it's just Dak. I think it's the combination of Dak and McCarthy. And you could change one of them right now. Can't change Dak. You could change McCarthy. That would probably be the move that I'd be looking to make to shake it up if I'm Jerry Jones. I get that McCarthy doesn't necessarily deserve to be fired, but I'd just be looking to do better sooner as opposed to waiting that out. Fran is calling from Monteville, Connecticut. Good morning, Fran. Hey, how are you? Hey, Fran, how are you? All right. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you a couple of things and like to make a couple of statements. If if you please be patient with me. Number one, I think you are an encyclopedia, sports encyclopedia. You absolutely positively know what the hell uh, is going on in, in, like, Every sport, every position, it's amazing. Well, I mean, I, I, listen, I, don't, I, don't I know listen everything. You, I listen to you guys, and you get mad at me when I make statements, and you'll probably get mad at me tonight because I have one statement that I mm-hmm. I just didn't care that you made. But it doesn't mean I, I dislike you, Sal, or anything Well, same like thing, friend. I, no, I appreciate it. And just because I may call you a moron or whatever, you know, it doesn't mean I don't uh, like you either. And by the way, I appreciate the kind words. And I will just say, A, I do not know everything. But I think it's important that if you don't know everything, well, you, you admit know, it. Y- oh, no, you I, know. Let, let me tell well, you. But, but it's, it's my job. I mean, this is what I do for a living. I know, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, I've spent my life in sports. I'm not going to tell you how. Mm-hmm. But my life has been in, in sports completely. But you made a statement earlier, Sal, that the last person you would draft is a is a quarterback now no, a, run, a running back? Oh, you said running back? Yeah, that. Are oh, you talking about when we were talking about Saquon Barkley before that early? I'm pretty sure that's what we were talking about. I said the last person I would draft early or number two overall was a running back. Oh, okay. I I, I misunderstood that. But anyway, you know it, what's amazing is. Or maybe we all saying, talk maybe, about that the quarterback is the most important well, position on a team. Yet we put them way down the line in, in, in quality when it comes to draft. Mm, well, no, nobody does that with the quarterback. What I said before, maybe there was, maybe I didn't say it the right way, is that I would build a team inside out. I would like to build in the trenches first, have that foundation first, then you add the other pieces. Obviously, I know 
the quarterback is the most important part of the mix. Outside of that, it is building inside out. That's what I meant before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. but no, I didn't say. I mean, with a quarterback, it's you take whichever one you think is good. You could take one first overall. You could take one in the second round, third round. Doesn't matter. I mean, I would never uh, knock a team for taking a quarterback. Right. What I said was the running back early on. I would never take. Right? Him. Yeah. Well, I, I jokingly tell everybody, and I don't mean to uh, take up your time, but I tell everybody we need George Young. That's all. You know, you're going back a ways. <laughs> you're going back a ways there. I friend. know, but we had. I mean, think think about the linebackers. We had Banks. Carson, LT, Gary Reasons, Pepper yeah. Johnson. Whoa, did you work on that team? Did, did you work on that team? Pardon me? Did you work for that team? I, uh, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, well, what would you do? Were you a scout? Come on, you could let it out here. A bird dog is what they're called, but anyway. A bird dog, okay. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you get a Super Bowl ring? Huh? Did you get a Super Bowl ring? No, I did not. No, oh. and I, I shouldn't have, but... I, I walked a picket lines with him, and I I am a bird dog, and uh, I'd love to have that job back. But I'm I'm uh, I'm you know I'm 78 years old. So. No, I will enjoy retirement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, man. Hey. Uh, all right, friend. Thanks a lot. All right, friend. Take yeah. have a good night. Yeah, I didn't say I would never draft a quarterback. That would make no sense. I said I would never take a running back early, especially top 10, and probably not even in the first round, unless I thought it was a missing piece. What I did say was that I love building a team inside out. And I'd like to bring a quarterback into an already set foundation that I have of building a team in the trenches. Because how many times do we talk about it with Daniel Jones specifically? Oh, he doesn't have an offensive line, doesn't have an offensive line. And then that could hurt the way that you evaluate a quarterback. Now, I do think there are ways, as I've said, to evaluate a quarterback without judging him based on the weapons that he has or the offensive line and so on. But still, if you're an organization trying to make the most of your assets, build the thing in the trenches first. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown! Wow, what a catch by the rookie! Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Keep it going with your calls here on this Tuesday morning, going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry. I'm assuming Jerry is in-house today. Brian is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Brian? Hey, so how are you doing tonight? Good. What's on your mind, Brian? All right, so uh, I just, if we spend money on Daniel Jones and Barkley, like you said, what are you going to have for next year? So you look at – I got two questions. One, how many years do you think that um, – that uh, Philly and Dallas will take the one or two spot in the division, and you're fighting for the wild card. Why would you spend the money if they're going to have it for the next two to three years? 
You're spending money on what? Just to put, you know, well, you know asses in the seats? Well, you know? No, no, you don't know what's going to happen. Nobody can predict year to year what's going to happen in the NFL, and you're trying to compete with them. I mean, even if the Giants finish third every year, which I don't think will be the case, they could still be in the postseason as they were this year, and anything could happen when you get to the postseason. So, yeah, but then they just showed you're out of class from Philly. Philly just, I never, I didn't even think about it, but they got destroyed. So you need something different. I mean, then you were saying something right, about well, Dak. Well, what do you oh. what do you want that's different though? I'm, are you talking about the quarterback? I'm talking about like in the beginning of the season, everyone said you know Jones is horrible. Get rid of him. And the majority of your station said he stinks. You got to get rid of him. You got to get rid of him. Right. He had one great game this season, one good game, and everything else was eh. Well, no, he so was okay. You're pay a guy that you know. Granted, he won nine games, but you're going to pay him forty million dollars for eh for next year. No, I'm not paying him forty. Offensive line. I'm not so paying he, him. I'm not paying him forty. I'd pay him closer I'm to not thirty. Giving him thirty. That'd be a guy I give twenty to. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, you, all right, but then you're not going to get him. And then my question to you would be, what is your answer? So my so answer, my answer is just like you said, it's draft. Yeah, okay. And I then mean, you know that you're not going to have anything in the division in the next three years. Hopefully, you develop a guy early because, like, bad coaching is what put Jones in this position. It's not his fault. I'm going to say it's the coaching, like everyone said. But you know, he, he, his window is out for the amount of money that you want to get or that he needs to make, and for us to have a you know a team that's going to win. I think and it's now, a fair. I think it's a fair point. Like, let's put it this way: If you looked at this year, Brian, coming into this year, and expected Daniel Jones to flop and be a disaster. Right now, we'd be talking about the Giants not in the postseason, but where are they going to get their franchise quarterback? They have to draft one. That's where Joe Shane's going to make his money. He's going to show his worth by drafting a quarterback. You could, in theory, do that if you're Joe Shane and the Giants. Problem is, they're not going to. Two reasons. One, because ownership loves them. Actually, three reasons. Two, it seems like Shane and Dable love them. Number three, you can't go backwards now to that degree after the success that they had this year. Yeah, but there was this year. You had to, now you got to pay the guy. What are you going to put for your offensive line? Like you were saying about Dak. Dak is a, a mm-hmm. quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. I think the st- some is still bothering him, and that's why he had a bad year this year. Um, and I, I, if, maybe they used to have a great offensive line. They've always had a great offensive line. If Jones played for Dallas, maybe Dallas could have won. But at the end of the day, the Giants don't have an offensive line. They haven't had an offensive line in years. And at the end of the day, you got to pay a quarterback and what weapons? Like you have great quarterbacks like Brady, that everyone is just great around him, and Peyton, everyone great around him, Favre, everyone great around him. Jones, well, I don't think is a quarterback that can make everyone great around well, him. Well, right. I was going to say those guys made other players better. That that was their thing. And thank you for the call, Bry. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Problem is, you're here now. They just had success this year. To what degree? I mean, you could be the judge of that. They had a solid regular season. Some ups and downs, but a solid regular season. I mean, maybe solid is even saying too strong when you look at what their division record was. But they made the postseason, and they weren't the last team in. So when you factor in the expectations, I think they did a nice job. And off of a divisional round appearance, it is very hard to justify letting Daniel Jones walk and telling your fan base after four years of Daniel Jones, three of which were disappointing and frustrating to say the least, the fourth and final season, he finally puts it together under this coaching staff. And you're going to tell the fan base he was good and showed some signs, but we don't think he's worth $35 million or $30 million a year, and we're going to try to go from scratch and hit it in the draft. I, that's just too big of a risk for me to take where it could be years, years. I don't care how good Joe Shane and Brian Dable are. It could be years before you find another quarterback that can be as successful as Daniel Jones, as limited as he may be, as limited as the success may be, still, you could be talking about years before, because there are franchises like the Jets that would kill to have a quarterback half as competent as Daniel Jones showed he could be this year. Whether it's because of Dable or not, it doesn't matter. He, Daniel Jones, led this team without weapons offensively to the postseason. 
So I don't necessarily think he's worth 35, 40 million bucks. I'm hoping they get him 30 million or less, obviously. And you have that quarterback question answered. And that is something that you need to have. You, you, I mean, you can't win without a competent quarterback. Now, you need other stuff around him, but you can't win without a competent quarterback. Mike is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Mike? Yeah, what's going on, man? How are you, Mike? All right. I have a quick Yankee point, but first, is there not a bigger clown in the NFL than Nick Sirianni? Yeah, he, see he, what he was saying? He's got a punchable face. No, I, I I mean, yeah, he's acting like a fool. On the side. You're right. He's got a punchable face. He's <laughs> arrogant. I, I don't like him either. He's up 28 nothing, and he's doing fake punts. Trying to get the, the Giants to jump off sides on two points. Yeah, the weird alignment. And, yeah, and then he's on TV saying, I know what the F I'm doing and stuff like that. He's a clown. Yeah, the but, problem uh, is, the problem is, Mike, he's a clown that's had success. So I, as much as I say he's got a punchable face, somebody's got to figuratively punch them in the mouth. And then you could laugh at his expense. Until then, unfortunately, it's going to suck watching him win. Yeah, and did you see uh, Brian Cashman earlier today saying that he expects uh, Aaron Hicks to be like to emerge as the favorite in left field? Like, is this guy need his head examined or something? Uh, I did see yeah. that, and I thought the same thing you did, where he's talking about, oh, we still think he's got something left in him. We hope to get the good, healthy version. But he, Brian Cashman, basically said it on uh, Sirius XM uh, MLB Radio, I think, yesterday on Monday, or maybe it was over the weekend. It might have been Sunday. Whatever it was, he was saying that he he believes. Aaron Hicks is going to take that left fielder's job. I mean, I I have a hard time. Cashman is going to sell Aaron Hicks once again. You're going to get the Yankee fans. Yeah, you got Aaron Judge back. You're also getting Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks back as well. Yeah, and also as well, though, whatever for name Cabrera that guy. I mean, yeah, he's nice, but he can't he can bat his own weight. Well, I like Oswaldo Cabrera as a. Um, utility guy, as like a yeah, that's a, exactly a, what he is. He's yeah, not a starting left fielder, right? He's a guy that added some good energy to them. And thank you for the call, Mike. Appreciate you checking it. Is it Oswald Cabrera? Oswaldo, right? I get the mix up. Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera. Right? Did you hear Cashman's comments, or did you see that he said? I that saw next? it. I don't buy it. I think that's. I think he's doing his job in the fact that he's trying to get somebody to possibly take Aaron Hicks off of his hands, and Sorry, he's got to talk him up. Yeah, I guess. And he's going to walk into spring training with Aaron Hicks having a chance to win that job. So you can't just bury him in the, in the winter. I don't think he wants it, but, how but he's not doing anything about it. Hicks and Donaldson both back? Sal, I told you this from the start. Aaron Judge coming back was nice, and it was needed. Yeah, but it ruined. All it did was make them not be a whole lot worse. Right, where are they getting but they're better? Not better. Right. They're not better. They're actually well, they worse needed, than they were last year. They needed Rodon to get better in the rotation. I still don't believe that. Yeah. Because, again, their rotation was great. He can't possibly give them more than they got last year. Now, they got it from guys that you didn't want back. I didn't want Jamison Tyone back. Right. But Rodon's going to be that much better than Tyone was. Oh, he better. What are you kidding? Is he really going to be? The, the year that he had, not the, not the stuff. Okay. Yeah, if you, yeah, I see what you're saying. If like you the get, like the, yeah, if you combine the fact that Cortez is probably going to come down a little bit, Tyone, the year that he had, I mean, Rodon, is, that he, is it really going to be that much more? No, probably not. I think it makes a difference in the postseason when you have a horse like Fine. that. Different story. Fine. But in the regular season, the 162, where did they get better? No, they didn't. Well, that was kind of our point where the Yankees had to go out there and do something that a lot about it. They bring Rizzo back. They bring Judge back. Right. You, know, you can talk about the bullpen. You can talk about Rodon. But in uh, that yeah, line Canely, I like coming back in the bullpen. Sure, those are great. And, again, you had to do Judge and Rizzo because you needed those bats back because you'd be garbage without it. But you didn't get well, better. Bader, you get a full year of Harrison you Bader. You didn't get better. You just stayed status quo. And again, Judge Peraza, is going to be worse. Peraza at short. Judge is going to be worse. Remember that. Right. He's not going to hit 62 homers. Full year of Bader. Peraza at short. I mean. So. LeMayhew healthy. Who's to say? They, yeah, they can't even figure out what the hell's wrong He's with always him. hurt. They can't even figure out what it is. Well, we won't we need surgery. It was. December, and they were like, we think he's on the road. You think? You still don't know. Do you like the high expectations or low expectations from a sports fan's perspective going into a year? It's always nice to be. Polar before separated the two, which I thought was interesting. High expectations for baseball, low for football, which I think is weird. How would you? Look, it's always nice to say you have low expectations and you get surprised and you get, oh, look at at how fun this team is. Those are fun years. Yeah, those are great. Those are, yeah, those are teams that can't win. You want to win? 
then you got high expectations. Right. So it's as simple as that. I expect the Yankees to go out there on a yearly basis, minus when things go. Well, the Giants won two Super Bowls without having high expectations. I mean, 07 and 2011 yeah, weren't. I, I, look, and I don't want to get in a whole big thing because we, we don't have time for all this stuff. Yeah. I get annoyed. Oh, well, what do you mean? We got three more hours. I don't like I don't, we got is time. I don't like when 07 is referred to as a great run. It honestly it pisses me hey, off. What are you talking about? It's one of it the old times. It pisses great. me off, Sal. Why? That team was stacked. Stacked. Up and down. They played an all-time team that they had no business beating. Everybody else that they played and beat, why exactly were they not supposed to be in those well, games? Well, didn't they lose to Dallas twice in the regular season? Uh-huh. Yeah. And they were in those games. Yeah. So what's the problem? But still, they lost those they games had, on the road. They had and then pro- to go into Lambeau. Sal, that was not the little engine that could. The 2011 team had a few good pieces, and they were a garbage team that had pedigree. The 2007 Giants are looked at as just a team that got lucky in the playoff run. They had the best offensive line in football. They had two good running backs. They had a tight end. They had three receivers. They had a defensive line that could get to to everyone who gets to the quarterback. They had three linebackers that were really good. They had a good second. But when when people say they went on an incredible run, like they were in the playoffs. Three years before, they, they like, won the road games like that to I get, get to the, it, and then beat the Patriots. Like that is an incredible run. The, the run is fun, and the run was special, and that'll be it. But I don't look, at, I don't like it that it's looked at as a team that got lucky through a few games and just got hot at the right time. You see, I don't that look at it like that. Was though. really good, and then they started the next year eleven and one, and they dominated. And you don't think, and the then 11... Platt shot himself, and it changed everything. I remember you don't think that the two thousand right they lost uh, in a playoffs there in that first round after to the Eagles the bye, at home, which was the the one rare regular season that they actually had success in winning twelve games for a change. Right, and they won at one and three down the stretch yeah. after Plex shot himself the overtime game with the. Did Panthers. you think the old, the two thousand eleven team was good? No. And yeah. it wasn't. Right. They had a, they had pedigree because they were championship level. They had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Eli who and was coach. at his he was at his peak. Eli, I know he had some better number years in like thirteen and fourteen. Mm. The twenty eleven Eli will never be better. You had Knicks, you had uh, Hicks and Cruz. They had some weapons. Their offensive line was garbage. They couldn't run the football. Their defense was Antrell Roll and a couple guys that could get to the quarterback. I still can't they were a too. mess. If Wes Welker doesn't drop that right. ball, they were a mess. And they got hot. That's a team that, if you want to say they got hot at the right time Brock with pedigree, play. I'm all in. Too. Yeah. I'm all in. That team had no business winning a well, title. I don't see when I say it. I can't speak for other people, but when I say they went on two of the more incredible runs, it's not saying that the team sucked and didn't deserve to win a Super Bowl. Like I'll tell you, last year, I don't think the Rams. And this is based on my entire life watching football and Super Bowl caliber teams. I never saw that with the Rams. I know they won the Super Bowl. I did not think they were a particularly good team. I didn't say that with the Giants. I was just shocked that a team that was pedestrian in the regular season went on that run to beat the Cowboys in Dallas, beat the Packers in Lambeau, and beat the freaking undefeated Patriots. Again, and I'm not I'm not pointing you out. I'm not singling you out. Well, but please I st- don't, Marco. I, I still think that everybody doesn't give the credit to it. That was a team that they were, yeah. figured it out. Again, you look back at that defensive line. You had a Hall of Famer in Strahan. You had Yuman Yura. You had Tuck. You had Fred Robbins. I mean, everybody. Kiwanuka was hurt, but everybody could get to the quarterback. Antonio Pierce in the middle of the deal. Who the hell doesn't want? I could they need a linebacker Find me like Antonio Pierce, Pierce somewhere. Yeah. Like, I would love to have that yeah. guy again. Their pieces were there. They were a division winner in 05. They stumbled down the stretch in 06. Like, they were building to that. When you talk about foundation, that's the foundation that every Giant fan is hoping that this regime is going to build. That foundation that Ernie Acorsi built was there, and they just took the step at the right time. And they found it in the playoffs as opposed to, you know, week seven of a regular season. They had it going into the next year, and they dominated. And then we know what happened when the whole plaques. Read, you ever read the, the book, The GM? Great. A few yeah, times. Fantastic book. Tremendous book. by Tom Callahan, right? Yes. Yeah. And, of course, he is. Oh, God. Again, look, he's been around forever and yeah. how he started and sure. everything. But, like, I remember him it said in the book, like, yeah. in 2006, when he walked away, there's a championship in this room. He knew he built it. Right. He knew it was there. He knew he had all the ingredients. And Conflin was a big part of that. Eli was a big part of that. But it was at the line of scrimmage. They dominated both lines yeah, of scrimmage. I was at that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 42 in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe it. The one thing that sticks out to me was the it was it was the catch play, but right. not the catch. It was Eli. You like it out? Yes, yeah. I'm watching it in my mind's eye. You know how you don't remember everything, right? But in my mind's eye, I see it. I was sitting like 50 yard line, but all the way in the upper, maybe 40 yard, whatever. Francesca got us tickets. Well, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> we I flew on the private plane back with Mike and Chris to do the show the next day. We left that night. It was an incredible experience. But I remember it in my mind's eye, 
watching the play, looking down at the field, and seeing Eli get sacked. I mean, I've watched a million football games. And then the next thing you know, he somehow comes out of it, fires the football down the field, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. Can I tell you, and this is where my brain goes, yeah. because I'm a Giant fan at this point. This was not a, oh, man, it's an omen they're going to win. You know where my mind went to? What? Steve McNair getting out of a play in 99 during that drive that he had no business getting out of. He extended it like an extra 20 seconds. He got out of four sacks, made a pass. I think it was to Dyson. Got him down to like the 10-yard oh, line. And then they didn't short. score. Yeah, right. That's where my mind went to as soon as that play happened. Well, I was yelling timeout, and everybody, you know, a bunch of people watching in the house, and everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to win. Look at that play. And I'm like, Steve McNair with his whole thing. Like, that was Did my, they review it? I mean, obviously the rules yeah, oh, yeah, were there. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. And I went remember. through that, and I kept saying, but you got to finish it because they're still, I think they were at the 32-yard line at that point. Like, they weren't in the end zone. My mind was end zone. Like, and how much time is left? Like, you're a fan. I wasn't thinking rationally about how historic that play was. I was like, oh my god, they're gonna win this freaking game. I Everybody, don't I think, it. did. I, I didn't go there. My mind, mind went to the negative. That this is a I play that I'll remember when they don't score, and it's gonna drive me nuts. Couldn't believe the Patriots got. All that way. You know, that's something I've never seen in my lifetime. I know these people right. talk about 72 Dolphins, whatever. Yeah, I didn't I've never that. seen that. That team dominated the regular exactly. season unlike anything I've ever seen. Agreed. The highlights every week, Brady throwing bombs left right. and right. Like, right. domination. Mm-hmm. And then the Giants got him. Now, I just don't believe it. Again, like I said, that part of it, I agree. Look, the Giants should have been a huge underdog. They deserve to be a huge underdog. That Patriot team was an yeah. all-time team. I'm not sitting here and telling you the Giants were more talented than the Patriots. That's nonsense. That's stupid. My point is when it, good, after right. it's over, they make it seem like it was a team that came out of nowhere that like, oh, man, it was a like bunch of guys that Giants. were garbage. Yeah. yeah. Like right. you compared it to the – no, that's why that Giant fans that team. said it like this year, oh, it's like 07. No, you're downplaying how good 07 was. This team was trash. That team was really, really good. Excellent point. They actually had players everywhere. O-line, D-line, could run the football. It's exactly right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 